Securities offered through Cetera Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Cetera Advisor Networks, LLC, is under separate ownership from any other named entity. Carson Partners, a division of CWM, LLC, is a nationwide partnership of advisors. This is The Way to Wealth. With host Scott Ford, a jiu-jitsu fighting, woodworking, beekeeping entrepreneur who is also the managing director, partner, and wealth advisor of Carson Wealth. Financial freedom is the goal, and clarity and simplicity is how we'll get there. Let's get to it. This is Way to Wealth. Hello, and welcome back to the Way to Wealth podcast, where we're all about making money simple, allowing you to fully live and to fully live now. Couldn't be more excited with today's podcast. I have with me Ron Carson. Ron's the founder and CEO of Carson Group, which also has a uh, wealth management arm, also has uh, working with financial advisor arm. Uh, Ron is certainly um, about as high accolades as you could give someone in the wealth management space. But beyond that for Ron, he's, he's a partner, but he's also a friend. And actually, Ron, I thought about this coming into today's podcast. I'm like, when did we actually connect? And it was, it was July 2001. So we've known each other over 20 oh. years at this point. And uh, yeah, Ron's a dear friend. And, um, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a bit of a, he wouldn't say this, but a bit of an icon in our industry. So it's super excited to have him on. But more than that, uh, he's, he's a friend and brother of mine. So excited to have you with us on the way to wealth, Ron. Scott, I'm so honored to be here with you today. And man, has 20 years flown by. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly right. Time flies, right? Yeah, sure does. Yeah. And you know what? 25 more, let's go. So uh, sign me up. It's uh, let's let's keep let's keep doing what we're doing. I felt like you and I are just getting warmed up. So that's same yeah. same exact same exact thing. If you have the opportunity to view this, we'll have this on YouTube and other channels where you can see. I'm going to share a little bit about the way to wealth just to set context, then you jump in uh, chatting with Ron because that's who I really want to share today. But the way to wealth, what's this about? On the left side, and I'll be fast. The way is about living now, and we're very intentional about that. It's about everyone's focused on the future. Some get stuck in the past, but you know what? We only have now. So we call the way to wealth the way because it's the Dallas philosophy of being in harmony with the present moment. So we're real intentional about that. The team, the two is the team. We want an A team where everyone's working together because the game is won or lost by the team. And then the wealth is an acronym. What's the foundation, which you'll see at the bottom is the foundation, a tax reduction plan, a state legacy plan, asset asset protection, insurance maximization, interest rate credit. And then it's all about cash flow and control, which is what that arrow represents. The further you go to the right, the more cash flow and control. On top of the foundation, the E's established savings. A is expenses covered by income. And then L is living with inflation. So we set three buckets of money on top of our foundation, a savings bucket, minimum one year, an income bucket, minimum 10, and then a growth bucket where we can swing for the fences. And then lastly, taxes being the biggest expense, we like to see tax diversification, tax deferred money, taxable, tax-free, and then have it updated annually. So what is all that? And you've heard this being a part of this podcast. We've broken this down chunk by chunk, but the idea of putting it on one page is keeping money simple. Why? Again, allowing you to fully live now. Point of reiterating this is to set contacts for today's uh, chat with Ron, and that is we're going to be talking about enough. Why are we talking about enough? On the right side, you know my framework in life is to live a healthy, wealthy, wise, and happy life. And 
underneath of that, I, I define what I mean by that. And so typically people come to us saying, can you make money simple? Can you help me with your finances, with my finances? And we're like, yeah, we have a process. It's called the way to wealth. So they come to us to be financially free. Way to wealth gets them there. That's great. Well, why do they do it? Because they want this sense of well-being with their money. And what I've come to realize is, yes, that's what they want. And what they need is a sense of well-being in all areas of life, which is why we use the healthy, wealthy, wise, and happy framework is because they come to us in this red arrow, help me with my money. We get them financially free with the weight of wealth. But what they really want is to feel like they have enough. Once they feel like they have enough, what they really want is to recognize this whole thing's about love. So for me, you know, you look at health, spiritual, mental, physical, wealth, financially free enough and love, wisdom, living now, experiences, lifelong learning, happiness, relationship, having a dream and purpose and gratitude. That's the line we want people on the spiritual line, but they come to us with money. So long-winded way to say it's why my friend Ron's with us is to talk about enough, you know, what does that really mean? So Ron, with that, I want to turn it over to you and just get your thoughts on what is enough? What do you think of when you think of the word enough? I've had all the emotions of money. My parents went broke when I was 17 years of age, and I thought I was going to be a, a farmer my entire life. And that was the first time I, had, I was really scared around money because I watched my dad, who was big, tough farmer, cry for the first time. I'm like, wow, this mm -hmm. is serious, right? You know, even at 17, you really don't really grasp you know, what's going on. And it was a tough time for us. Um, and for me at that point, there never could be enough. I don't care how much financial wealth I had. The pain of what I had gone through was so great that, I, you know, if you would have said you got all the wealth in the world out of, there's just something deep inside of me that like, maybe that's just not enough. And it was an unhealthy ghost you know, that's like a hungry ghost that no matter what you give it, it still has this huge appetite and it's an unhealthy drive. And um, so it continued down that road for a long time. I uh, worked all the time, uh, saved a lot of money, put things away, but not really happy, not, con not content. Even when anybody from the outside looking in going, man, you're never going to run out of money. I couldn't believe it. So I think it's a lot. People have an eating disorder. Like even if you get skinny, you don't look skinny. You don't feel skinny or feel that you look good. And, mm. and that, that was clearly me. And I read this book um, by John Bogle. Yeah. I don't know if you ever read the book. And actually, uh, enough. And there's a line in that book that really hit me. And that was, he was at a party. I think it was in Scottsdale, Arizona. I can relate to that scene a little bit because we've been going, we have a home out in the mountains just east of there. But, um, but you would walk into a party in Scottsdale and, and like everybody, it was the most show, who had the most, who made the most income, the biggest private plane, all of this stuff. And so John Bogle was in one of these parties with one of his friends and the guy's pointing out this guy and that guy. And he goes, that guy made this, and that guy made that, and that guy made that, and that guy just sold that. And John looks at him and goes, you know what? I got something none of them will ever have. And he, like, he says, well, what is that? He goes, enough. <laughs> and I thought it was, it just, yeah. maybe it was the right time of my life. It just hit me at that, at that, at that right point. And I, and I started working with, I think we could all benefit, by the way, from using 
therapist, health coach, someone to help you with unpack stuff deep in our core. And when I got over that, like, I'm going to be okay, no matter what. And I, and none of us can really have enough if that's our measurement, right? As material stuff, you can never have enough, but I, I realized I was going to be okay anyway. And what a freeing way to live. You know, you talk about financial freedom. I'm talking about whole soul freedom, right? Where you get to just be in the present and just live an amazing life because you don't have these, these, uh, uh, confines almost like a jail of your ego, you know, holding you hostage away from where, where our souls really want to be. I know that yeah. gets kind of deep, but it, it is so personal and so powerful and so real to me. It's spot on. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for being vulnerable and sharing some things from childhood. We've done the same thing on this podcast. It's why I do what I do is a story of my mom crying. I've only seen her cry twice. And one was about money. Um, so thanks for sharing that. And then, yeah, you can't go too deep on this podcast. At least I don't ever want <laughs> to be able to say it because it's, it, that's exactly it, Ron. And it's funny you mentioned that book, John Boko, because I, I, I thought about that this morning. I don't know if I said something to you, you said something to me. It doesn't matter. We both read it. And actually, I think it was about the same time. It's one of my all time favorite books. I have a top like 10 and it's on there. So I have that thing earmarked and highlighted and, and written up. And it's like, spot on. Like, and, and the other thing when you think of enough is, you know, you can meet multi-billionaires and, and, you know, lovely people. And sometimes they don't have enough. And then you can meet someone which I have in other countries or people from other countries, and they literally financially don't have much, but they're glowing. And it's yeah. because they recognize they have enough and money's not bad. So, that that's not the issue at all. It's the recogni recognition of we're it, we got it, we, we're good. And when they recognize financially they're okay and that they actually have enough, they have food to eat and water to drink, they're, they're good and they have love in their life. So it's like, yeah, I, I couldn't agree with that more. When I think of one of the, I, you've been through this journey and I'm on this journey and that is your number. So when you think about having enough as a business owner, one of the things that helped me years ago is I got to this number and I'm like, what, what would be the number where it's like, okay, I'm good. Like, how could you need more than that? And I got that number in my, my head. Two things happened. Number one, it was a bit of a dream. It was a number like, wow, that would be something. And guess what? I'm there. So that's magical how that happens, first of all. But second, I think there's magic behind recognizing and getting to that number. Not only does it happen, but then, man, it really allows you and frees you up to swing for the fences because you've taken that off the table. So for me, you know, I have this uh, go and dream to work with a thousand business owners building to exit. Well, guess what? That's me. It doesn't mean I'm going to exit, yeah. but when you build to it, it's wise to do. Well, man, if they can take enough chips off the table where they got their number for them and their family for generations, wow, what freedom is there to know you're, you have enough and can swing for the fences? I, by the way, can I just say a comment on the Enough book? Because um, I remember this. So what, this is why you and I are such good friends is we read it about the same time completely independently of each other yeah. and had a because I remember I'm like, oh my God, I just read that too. And you and I have done that on a ton of 
literature and things that we love and the way we, th- we think about life. Hey, Scott, that, let, let me, let me, um, one of the things that I did when I was so afraid, and this is, this was, a, I think a good healthy thing that actually came out of that. I went through this exercise with Jeannie, my wife, and we said, okay, what does it take today to live our lifestyle? Right? Like we, we, we do spend a lot of money um, on, on living more than we need, way more than we need to. But then we did the other exercise because Jeannie and I both came from absolutely nothing. Right. We said, if we had to, what could we live on? Because there is Dan Gilbert. Uh, I don't know if he's still at Harvard, but the Harvard professor on happiness, we've all seen the commercials he used to do for one of the big insurance companies, but happiness Money does buy happiness up to a certain level, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. we see those people that have nothing. I mean, you and I, like people don't have clean water. They're not happy. I don't care. Uh, you know, they, they, you know, traveling four hours each way to get feces infected water. They're not happy. They're just yeah. not. They can't be. They're watching people die from disease that are created from this unclean water. They're not happy. And they don't have the ability to be happy without that mm-hmm. water. Um, so happiness up to, I think it used to be, you know, 86,000 a year, it, but beyond that, that's not a lot, right? $86,000 a year. And, and so that was freeing for us to go, if we had to, here's what we could live on. And we, would, and we know we'd be happy because we were happy with it, but there is a, there's a minimal amount. And then I took an interest rate at the time, it was 6%, you know, interest rates were much higher than divided it into there and I had multiples of that number. So it totally freed me to actually go for it. <laughs> this is, here's the irony in all of this. Two things I would share. One is when you know that number and you got it in that bucket, I, and I, I believe in buckets and I compartmentalize well, it's like now I can do things that are big, audacious, you know, BHAGs, big, hairy, audacious kind of goals. And, uh, and for Jeannie and I, it's around impact. Like mm. we want to, we, those people, I just said, the one clean water. We want to, we want to be a big part of fixing that food mm. insecurity. We want to be a big part of having nobody go to bed hungry at night. And then we're also, so it's water for us. It's then food, feed the world. And then it's coral restoration. That's a whole mm. other longer term problem we have with feeding ourselves as a human you know, so society at the rate we're losing our coral. So then now what now redefine enough and it's okay. Redefine your mission. You know, it's, it's like, you're not going to spend this. So then you can decide and that gives you the, I think the, the universe, the law of abundance, when you're out there with the eyes of how can I help uh, lift others up, your heart will be fuller. Your energy will be higher and your purpose will skyrocket and you mm-hmm. will have an energy and a vibration and you will attract, I don't care what business you're in. When you start looking at it through the lens of that, you'll start attracting people, help opportunities like you've never dreamt possible. It is the craziest thing that once you can freewheel it and you've got financial and soul freedom where your ego and soul are congruent, right? They're in harmony yes. with one another. Man, you have unleashed unlimited possibilities and opportunities for your impact in the future.
Yeah. Well, beautifully and well said, Ron. And uh, shocker, couldn't agree more. Yeah. You think of, so that's another example. Money's not bad. Look at what you're doing now with that freedom to be able to to help with these passions and causes for you and Jeannie to, to use that money for good. Um, it, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And, and talk about that being congruent. That's where it's at. Like, um, yeah, recognizing you have enough and then using money for good. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And then back to the number, you got clear on what could we live on and recognizing you have multiples of that. It's so powerful. So what we do is way to wealth for, is I manage our, our finances are literally managed by the way to wealth hundred percent. And then I set up a sim as a business owner, I set up a similar structure for three buckets for the business. So I'm looking at, you know, I have a one pager for the business. And then I, then I brought that business down to a one page personal to say, okay, what's in savings, what's in income and what's in growth. And then what do we need to live? So I have it structured where the salary takes care of all of our living expenses or we're living within that. And then do we have three, at least 10 years or all of that income of salary covered passively through income generating resources. And if that's yes, which it is, then we can swing for the fences over here on the growth piece. And that's where you can do some really cool stuff um, in the world of whatever word you want to use. Philanthropy, I don't know. I get torn on some of that stuff because people put meanings to it. But the point is doing good, doing well by doing good. You could swing for the fences over here and whatever your soul calls you to to help people uh, for a greater cause and greater purpose. Boy, that's a that's a beautiful way to live. And you you made me think of something, Ron, because you were talking about that whole frequency and how things come to you when you are in a certain energy realm or frequency. Yes. And all the way back, and I think we both have grown in this area specifically. I know I have, but I remember you talking about Think and Grow Rich. You were the first person way back when that turned me on to that book, and he was saying a lot of these same things. And yeah. I know that's something you read every year as well. Yeah, and Outwitting the Devil. I don't know his, yes. you know, his other book in, in 07, you know, I, um, or 17 that came out, written in 1934. If, if the listeners, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, I love it, but Outwitting the Devil is good. I, with you, Scott, I feel like I've grown emotionally and just my ability to love and really understand my, my purpose. You know, my purpose is to help others find meaning and purpose in their lives, friends, family, people that you and I serve. It's such a high calling and I'm proud of it. I mean, sometimes we get accused of being a cult and we always say, hey, if cult is putting our clients' interests first and fighting fiercely for their rights, freedom, and being, and being taken care of, then welcome to the cult because <laughs> we, are, we are passionate about that. I want to add one other thing because Jeannie would kill me if I didn't mention Dreamweaver on here. You know, we talk about water, food, coral. This is a group of people, Jeannie and I um, started a foundation. Uh, this will be our 10th year and we've done uh, over 400 personal dreams and over 600, uh, we call them grandpad dreams during COVID. And what we do is we do a final wish for the terminally ill. We call, you know, impoverished elderly, people have nothing. And so when we first started Dreamweaver, and I named it after the song Dreamweaver. So if you go listen to the lyrics, you know, about moving to the other side, a group of people so grateful 
that we do such little things at the end, they want a dinner with their family or they want a family picture. Sometimes they want a trip. And, but even when you come to them with this dream, they'll go, I know somebody else that needs it even more. Like there, it, how good does it make you feel when you're doing something for someone totally unexpected and they are so appreciative, but they also are appreciative and saying, here's someone that needs it even more than me. It makes you want to do even more for that person. It's that emotional reciprocity in a, in a different, in a different way, you know, being experienced. It's so true, Ron. And like you think about that, I think even it was a Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad guy that talked about um, way back when in his book, one of the big takeaways was that that law of giving. And that even when you don't feel like you have it, go ahead and give. And that law of reciprocity, actually, you don't give it for that reason. But the point is, it absolutely works. So we're, we're really putting two podcasts in one here, which is fine. We'll clip it up, but that's what I want to do. So we're talking about em- enough and how that fits under healthy, wealthy, wise, and happy. Thanks for your time, Ron. L- look forward to doing this again at some point. And listeners, thanks for joining the Way to Wealth podcast, where we're all about making money simple. Why? So that you can fully live and you can fully live now. See you next episode. The opinions voiced in Way to Wealth with Scott Ford, Managing Director, Partner, and Wealth Advisor of Carson Wealth, are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Way to Wealth are not affiliated with CWM LLC or Satara Advisor Networks LLC. Legato Family is not affiliated with Satara Advisor Networks LLC or CWM LLC. Carson Wealth, 19833, Leitersburg Pike, Suite 1, Hagerstown, Maryland, 21742.